Canadian bomber, the Canadian shaman, the Canadian Bill Simmons, and for this podcast, the Canadian Mike Tomlin is in the building. Nico Viatello's here. What's up? What's up, Whoa. my dog? What's good? I thought I'd make a crash landing in on you. I'm sorry I couldn't make the the open of the show, but I I gotta say I agree exactly with what you said as I crashed on in here. Uh, I like A Chain. He doesn't fit what the Rams are looking for, though. We maybe another offense I could see him working in is kind of like a Doug Peterson style system, though he already has Travis Etienne, doesn't really need a chain to to hop in. So I I really like what I've seen from him on the the, the at the combine, but uh, it's only certain teams that are gonna be able to use a back like that. Agreed, sir. Now we <laughs> I was, I'm going to leave it in on the podcast. I was just going to let you know. I didn't see the text when you said, hey, I'm not feeling well. But we kind of went over that in the podcast. We talked about okay. MS and what a bastard it is. And we yeah. was giving you all kinds of praise and love and whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to keep because there was a joke in the podcast because I sent you the link and I was going to kind of lead you to believe that I was halfway in the podcast, kind of like we are now. So it's art imitating life. Okay, so here we are. Yeah, bro. It ended so up happening. So we've hit on Derek Carr. We've hit on so we hit on all the quarterbacks in the draft in the problem line the four. We got a little bit into the tight end group because this tight end group is special. Special. special yes, it is. Uh, we talked about uh you know what we didn't talk about? We didn't talk about the goings on in Baltimore and Maryland, sir. Oh, man. <laughs> That's something we're going to need to touch on because it sounds like our guy might get free of the clutches of the Ravens franchise. Greg Roman has already been ripped out of there, so there was no more chance at a Greg Roman offense. But now it seems like there's a chance Lamar might be in a new location entirely. I have to say, as a Steelers fan, I'm ecstatic. FRPC has been um, on this early. And I'm not going to take a victory lap. It's not about that. What I do want to say is that we work really hard on getting the information for this podcast for our listeners. And actually, that leads mm-hmm. me right into a portion of get gratitude. We're going to get back to the Lamar thing in one second. Um, we work really hard to get information. Um, I think average-wise, probably working about four. I'm working about 14 hours a, a day. Mm-hmm. Getting information, looking up stuff, listening to podcasts, so you know, to lead me down another rabbit trail or whatever, about 14 hours, you know. That's a lot. Talking to people and, you know, we and you know how we try to structure the podcast. What's the big picture? How does it mean to the front office? What does it mean to the NFL? To the NFL? Does it, what it mean to college football? Yeah. You know, we want to be a total football show for our our very – Man, Nico, um, 
two things to yeah. excite you. Okay. Ireland has joined FRPC. Ooh, that is good and exciting. I I'm happy to happy to see that. Yeah. And uh <clears throat> I think we talked about it on a podcast earlier. Yeah. But my fascination with Paris, France and the the just continual downloads is yeah. really not just fascinating. I'm just so grateful. But we've um we've entered a, a little a little thing here, and I don't know what it's about, but uh the entire eastern seaboard of America yeah. has decided Charlotte, shout mm-hmm. out, shout out to Coach T and uh Mud Talk Podcast. That's my guy. I know he's listening. God bless you, my brother. Shout out to him. Uh, we, for some reason, all around the uh, intelligence uh, community of of Virginia, yeah. we seem to be very popular. Here. Oh, that's that's big time. Yeah, I uh, I got some comments on your six years and counting podcast from my uh, sister in law to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other day saying that her her heart went out to you and she was fighting off tears listening to to the story so i i'm getting for for the first time in my life people uh talking to me about about the art so i'm i'm happy and here for it yeah we um I actually talked about it earlier in the pod. Um, I told people to go back. There's a life pod. I brought up some who who did I bring up? I brought up somebody. And um yeah, it's a it's a good pod. And uh we're the one thing that we want to be here is we want to be earnest about issues that we've had. Um mm-hmm. we wanna bring it to light so then others do not have to suffer. Um as yeah, I have worst as I have positioned myself and my posture is, is a, is a posture of servitude. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a servitude to my co-host and it's a servitude no. to my audience. And mm-hmm. what you're going to get here every single time is you're going to get earnest and authentic. So when I said like, a couple of nights ago about John Morant, and yeah. my disappointment in him. Yeah. That I I meant that. And I know that Rosillo said that it didn't seem earnest for people in our field that the tweets that were being sent out, that it was not, you know, it wasn't about him. It was about them. Yeah. I can tell you from this podcast, from me dealing with my demons, um, mm-hmm dealing with my own self-worth and, and things of that nature, it was it was very much authentic because I would never want that man to go through anything or anything close to what I've gone through. And if we can nip this yeah. in the bud now, great. And that's a yeah. best segue to Jalen Carter because we did not talk about him yet, buddy. So here we are. No. Here we are. Another like third podcast in a row, and I'm sorry to cut you off and we're working on that, by the way. <laughs> uh, 
third podcast in a while that we're we're bringing up something like this. It's not about the football. It's not about the talent. It's about mm-hmm. questionable decisions. So uh, I'm going to give the floor to you on the news of Jalen Carter, what you think, and um, just the possibilities of, of, of what might happen. Yeah. Uh... I'm I'm honestly not sure what might happen. This is a pretty unique case because he's not technically being accused of any like truly malicious act. He's being accused of absolute negligence and being as immature as you can possibly be in a situation. And the fact that he ran away and didn't tell anyone doesn't paint him in a good light. I I can't say anything other than that. My heart goes out to the people who passed away. I I kind of think this is going to have more of an impact on his draft stock than people are currently talking about. I think people are acting like it could might knock him down to five or six. I think this might be closer to the Laramie Tunsil situation where we see him fall into the teens somewhere. I'm not sure uh, who ends up taking the plunge. And oh, we're losing Nico. The game, and to be a good kid, it's just... Yeah, this is almost the. This is some of the most unforgivable stuff you can really do. I I don't know. It it almost now all comes across as disingenuous. It's going to be a hard pill for teams to swallow with the Jalen Carter situation. That's all I can say. To my young people who are listening out there, um, these are. These are consequences, right? Uh, I have been known <clears throat> to voice a, a, a sort of opinion on young people and dealing with adversity. <laughs> they will tell me that, old oh, man, you don't know what our adversity is. It's completely different from yours. It's more mental and psychological and, and, and what have you. Okay. You know, we can have that conversation. We can definitely have it because I believe in open dialogue. Mm -hmm. But this is just old-fashioned. Good old old old-fashioned consequences. You do something terribly wrong and the consequences are is that you're going to lose tens of millions of dollars along the way. Because Mm -hmm. if you're right, You can't take – there's no way you can take him top five now. No way. No way no. you can take him top five. It, it's difficult. I think people have talked about the Lions as the team that might take the shot at six. And with a uh, guy like – they got two picks. They do, and they Absolutely. also have uh, a guy like Dan Campbell in the as the head coach who's going to be able to – like set that culture and help young men grow up. 
So that's a spot I could see him going potentially. Um, maybe becomes this era Nadamikin Sue, but I'm not sure. I have a question for you. Yeah. Can I throw out two suggestions? Mm-hmm. Can I get him to Pittsburgh? Can I get him to Mike Tomlin? Because that's uh, where I want him to go. Oh, that's my. where I want him to go, Nico. You, and I'm gonna tell you oh, why. I'm gonna tell you why. Because you want a wake up call. Mm-hmm. You want a wake up call. You want to grow up. Yeah. You want to be a man. Mm-hmm. You want to take accountability. Yeah. And you want to be the best football player that you can possibly be. Mm-hmm. You give him. That's the guy. You give him to Tomlin. And then yeah. you tell him, you are not in Athens anymore. And I want Tomlin to say it just like this, Nico, and I want you to look at me because we're go- we're about to do some pop culture. Yeah. Now, tell me who's your daddy now. <sighs> All right. Who's your daddy? Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shouts out to my boy Denzel. Uh-uh. Of course. Remember the Titans. That's my guy. Because Tomlin yeah. would do that to him. He would punk him he, in he a major way. Would. He, the, he absolutely would. The, the only cause for pause I'd have about it is the team has really shied away from character issues in the draft ever since the Martavis Bryant situation and before that, Mike Adams. People talk about Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown, though those guys didn't really show any signs of character issues until they were in the league. Um I, I I think they might shy away, but that being said, if hypothetically you're sitting there at 17 and that guy's on the board at a position of need, it's going to be damn hard to say no when you have a coach like Mike Tomlin and a guy like Cam Hayward on that defensive line with him that will whip the dude into shape. They've they've shown an ability to do that. It's just we've taken more of those dice rolls in free agency uh, than the draft in the last few years. Okay. <clears throat> the other guy that I want to take a swing on him. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the Pacific Northwest and let's get Pete Carroll involved. And because he would be softer. This is yeah. I went Tomlin first. Now if you mm-hmm. wanna you wanna embrace the young man, say, hey, we all make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Listen, you're gonna get perfect atmosphere. They took a a, a flyer on Irvin. Back mm-hmm. in the day, questionable yeah. behavior became a really good citizen there. Mm-hmm. So the culture for this type of individual is set up in Seattle. What's your thoughts on Pete Carroll and that brain trust pulling the trigger and bringing Jalen Carter into the building? That's once you get in that range and you have that sort of de- established leader at the top of your organization, I think it's going to be a great move. Who he is as a player is 
obviously shocking. Like, to me, before this whole incident, he probably would have came in as my number one player in the draft. Like, I, I'm not sure who I'd have over top of him. I like him more than guys like Will Anderson. I like him more than the quarterbacks here. I, I'm very impressed by Jalen. So, I, I'm, I'm just hoping there can be a straightening out of his head at this point. I'm going to say something for the, for the younger audience. And then for the older audience, I might have to explain it. I feel like I'm spamming myself, Nico, because I'm about yeah. to say something that I've already said. Mm-hmm. Jalen Clark, get yourself some people around you who actually really care about you, who won't just tell you, yeah, who won't just tell you you're special and don't just tell you you're, you are the Teflon Don. Okay? Yeah. You are not Rick Ross, my bro. Okay, mm-hmm. that's you true. are not Suge Knight. Okay, there's some real dudes out here. All right, sounds like you're talking to John Moran. I'm talking to all of them at this point. All of <laughs> yeah. them tired, just tired, tired. Yeah. Questionable, listen, questionable decisions. Uh, you you have to be accountable. Mm-hmm. Uh, the same discipline he showed for working out and getting up in the in the morning and, and doing all the work to get himself into this position, you need to do that in your off-the-field life. Your off-the-field life should mirror your on-the-field life. I understand these are not choir boys. I understand about going out and having a good time. I understand they play a very violent game, and you need to blow off steam. But there are smarter ways to do this. Yes. Smarter ways of doing it. Yeah, well, even like... I'm not that mad at him for drag racing in the first place. I'm mad at him for how he reacted once he was faced with the consequences of his actions. Yeah. That if he would have called the cops and reacted responsibly, we'd be looking at this situation a lot differently. It's the fact that he ran away and didn't talk about it. And uh, uh, understandable to a certain extent. But, like, you're a grown man at this point. He's a 20-year-old man. He needs to He needs to know better. That's just how I look at this situation. And the, the tenor of the program needs to change a little bit. Now, mm-hmm. they've been very successful, and things have been you know, probably swept up under the rug. But now it's time to tighten up that program yeah. a little bit. You can't become the renegade program now that, now that you are literally now in the crosshairs of everyone. Yeah, you're... I talk trash to my friends who are Alabama fans about Georgia has dethroned them at this point. And they got a chance to legitimately take the SEC, uh, they they need to to tighten this stuff up because that this can't keep happening. Tuscaloosa, Alabama. His Twitter handle is Nico FRPC. You can send all the hate or 
Roll Tide propaganda. <laughs> yes, and you sir. can tell them about the vibes. You can tell them about the vibes down in Tuscaloosa and how y'all roll. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can tell them about it. You can go <laughs> ahead and let them know. But he um, let you know that Georgia. Give me all the smoke. I'm here for that. it. I'm putting the crown on. He says Georgia has the crown. Oh, so I, what I says you? Do. What says you, Bama? <laughs> At Nico, FRPC. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, uh, I actually talk. I'm gonna get your thoughts on this. Okay, yeah. Athens, Athens, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Your stits, your stits, and Bennett. Yeah. You walk into a bar. Do you pay for a drink? Never again in your life. Right. Okay. He yeah. if he's in a restaurant in Athens or any surrounding area. Yeah, he's got it. Forever. He's good, right? He's, I put that. I put that out king. in the pot. Yeah, you're right. Uh, he is is the king of Georgia. He's got back to back titles. He uh, he was actually kind of impressive at the combine, to be yes, honest. He, he was showing out, out to a certain extent. <laughs> There has to be the conversation that this is a grown man showing up against uh, like kids who are still filling out their frames because he is 25 years old, but middle aged. He he was impressive to a certain extent, though, and I wouldn't be surprised to get him drafted, to see him drafted at some point. Actually, I see the Raiders as the team that might take the shot. We've seen Josh McDaniels like this type of quarterback, the really successful college player. So I I think there's a chance we could see Stenson Bennett get drafted, maybe even earlier than you might assume. Mm. Mm, that's strong statements. I can't wait to have you have like a Twitter Spaces draft mm-hmm. special, and oh, yeah. we get all the folks in, and we just start firing off yeah. hot, hot, hot blazing takes, like just, just so hot. Yeah, that, you know, your mama won't even touch stove. You know what I'm saying? Just we, we need, we need to. Do more of that for sure. All right. We're going to get on it. it. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, a couple other things I want to get to with you. Uh, tell me about tell me about what you thought of the defensive ends. I, I like the defensive end class overall. I think this is a pretty good group. <laughs> specific, I watched more specifically – uh, the top edge rush threats between Tyree Phillips and Will Anderson. And I have to say, I, I kind of looking at this as a, a pretty dead heat. I think they're very comparable. Damn. You know, the, the Alabama heat is going to be so, so spicy for you. I can't yeah. wait till you get your first, <laughs> first hate <laughs> tweet. Oh, I've I've got some hate tweets in my past already. I as a Twitter follow, I I like to engage in some spicy takes, but I can't it, wait. Uh, it, I, I think we're gonna have some some people come after me for sure. After this is this. the clip that I want to put out. Like I need to find out where this is. 
<laughs> we don't have a timer yet. Okay, listen, we're getting everything all squared away here. Yeah, it's a progress situation. So if you're here now, welcome. You're here on the yeah. ground floor. We appreciate you. We appreciate you downloading. Um, please engage with us on Twitter. Please in, uh, engage with uh, people who are also listening to the pod and, and what have you. Man, I can tell you right now, though, mm-hmm. I will say before we get more into the defensive end, I can't believe you just threw shade at Will Anderson. I, I, It's not shade necessarily. I think he's a very good player, too. Okay, let me ask you this one question. I, just, I don't want to cut you off, but give mm-hmm. me this one thing. You're looking at production. Yeah. Right? You're looking, like, with Will Anderson, there's production. There definitely is. I, I just think... Last year, we were looking at a situation where there was a couple guys with a lot more production than the guy who ended up going first overall because the traits were so special there. And while Will Anderson does have a lot of power and strength, there are some things that he can't quite do. He's a he's a uh-huh. good player, but he doesn't bend the edge at quite that elite level from this this type of player like we were looking at from those Ohio State defensive ends of the past be it Chase Young or a Bosa brother he he can't quite do it like that so he he doesn't take that number one edge rusher in the class spot quite as definitively as guys we've seen in the past for me anyways mm. I mean, that's a that's the thing is that it's almost in. I was saying this with the quarterbacks because I have this whole spill. I can't wait for you to hear it, but I'll mm-hmm. give it a little. I'll give you a reader's digest. I told yeah, everybody yeah. that you really love Levis and uh, Anthony Richardson. I told them that you are I do. in I love. Do. You are sold it down the river. And then <laughs> I went I went at it a different way. And I'm going to give you just a snapshot of what I said. If yeah. you're worried about Bryce Young height. If you're worried about the volatility of Anthony Richardson, and then if you're worried about the decision-making of Will Levis, Mm -hmm. the the guy that you would be safe if you were a GM taking would be C.J. Stroud. Because C.J. Stroud, the questions aren't as loud with him. Yeah, yeah, that's Not as loud. Everyone else, there's a loud question Mm -hmm. with Every last other three, other three, there's a loud question. I I'm said, talent-wise, sure. Bryce Young to me, Bryce Young to me, talent-wise, yeah, he's the best quarterback. Mm-hmm. He's the best quarterback. He he is. He's good. He's just small. Uh, yep. That's that's it. That's the only thing. Can I ask um, you a question about that though? And I kind of yeah. made this point, and I want to get your opinion on it. But he's been this this height the whole time. Yeah. And he's did, done nothing but succeed. Mm-hmm. Nothing but succeed. So his yeah. mentality is, of course, the next level I'm going to succeed. That's the mentality. Mm-hmm. I'm a winner. Yeah. I win. I prepare the best 
I study the most. Yeah. I understand concepts as well as anyone. And I have figured out a way to, to make it work for me at a high level. And I don't see any different mm-hmm. than SEC football to the NFL. And I am going to make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. His argument is basically, why can't I be Drew Brees? And what I would say back is because there's only one Drew Brees, like there, the chance of a quarterback like this breaking out to such a level is just so much smaller than it is with a quarterback like Will Levis, like Anthony Richardson. And you mentioned CJ Stroud and the questions being a little bit quieter with him, I think if either of these other guys, Richardson or Levis, played at Ohio State, I'm not sure we'd be asking the same questions uh, that we have to ask right now because they they both made it work in a worse situation than C.J. Stroud at this point. So I, I kind of view those guys all as similar. Okay, hold on. Wait, pushback. Anthony Richardson's footwork is terrible. His eye discipline yeah. is terrible. His, yeah. his route combination, um, di- play defensive dissection mm-hmm. is terrible. There's a lot of I, – I, I said this earlier. Yeah, We're going to turn this into two parts. That's all there is to it. Yeah. Um, Richardson to me needs a very good backup quarterback who knows the game. Yeah. And maybe has a similar style, a la like what's what's the what's the cast Joe Jacoby Brissett. Mm-hmm. And then he needs. I don't care what amount of money. I don't care. All right. Which children, which children you have to give up, but you get the best quarterback coach. You can find. I don't care if he's on Mars, if he's oh, at yeah. North Carolina. I don't care if he's in the pros. I don't care where he is. Go get him, and that's how you start with Anthony yeah. Richardson. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I wouldn't want to 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 be clear. I don't think I'd want to play any of those three guys at all in year one. Maybe later in the year. But not. It would take a very long time for me to be comfortable playing them. I just was trying to make the point that I think if you had a guy like Anthony Richardson spend multiple years with Ryan Day in it's such a good offense, maybe his footwork looks a little better than if he's in Florida just running for his life behind the line of scrimmage the whole time. I think C.J. Stroud has had great coaching to this point, has played in a great offense, and it's highlighted what he does well. I I like what he does well. I just think what the, the tools these other guys have might be a little more impressive. Oh, no, they're super impressive. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Will Levis's arm is 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 Elway esque, and I, that's and then the best I, thing in the class. And then I said for our our younger viewers, mm. I said Mahomes said 
I didn't Josh say Allen. it, but I should have said I should have said um what's the kid I'm thinking of? Andrew Luck. Yeah. He has a he has a cannon. This is a this is a cannon. Yeah. And it's easy gas, bro. It's easy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um reminds me a little bit of the Sam Bradford ball, actually. It comes out super easy. He pops it up and it just flies forever. Uh, but like Josh Allen, he he misses a little bit early. Josh Allen, the prospect, more than Josh Allen, the Bills quarterback. Um, he misses, and he just tries to throw the ball through a barn door sometimes. He has touch. He just doesn't always seem to use it. So if you can get that zero in on and get Will Levis playing quarterback the right way, I think – that's probably the guy in this class you're looking at. I have him and Richardson side by side just because like the traits from Richardson are out of this world. Uh, but I, I think Levis, if we're looking back in this class in five years and we say one of the best players in the league came from this class, I'm probably going to tell you it's Levis. <laughs> That is pretty actually, huh? I would have thought that you would have said Richardson because I believe that if Richardson hits every, yeah, if he hits every bar, mm-hmm. that, it's that's gonna be, gonna be impressive. It's gonna be Josh Allen on steroids. Like it's literally, it's yeah. and it's gonna be so. It's gonna be a lot faster. It's going to be a lot more powerful. Yeah, it's going to be something that we've never seen before. Mm-hmm. It's going to be different. It it is it is for sure. The Levis is just more like the type of quarterback we we currently have, like the type of quarterback that right now is is hitting and what everyone wants. So that that's the reason I think he's got that most obvious mvp upside uh richardson for sure that that possibility could hit and that is one of the most dangerous players we've got in the game i just i see the upside more as like jalen hurts plus which I'm not sure is necessarily a better player than like Patrick Mahomes. So I, 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 I kind of think they're they're in similar categories. I guess. I don't think the eye discipline will get where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. That's my bet. That's yeah. my bet. Unfortunately, with Richardson, I don't think the eyes is discipline. Mm-hmm. The the ability to to really dissect coverages and manipulate them mm-hmm. will ever get there. Now, question with Levis. Yeah. Now, when I say this, people are going to be like, "Oh, you're shitting! You're shitting on his on his um you know capability." But no, I want you to really go back and look at the numbers when I throw this out there. And I'll tell you right now, the area of the country that this young man came from still has a strong feeling about him. Is he mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford 2.0? No, uh, yeah, I think I see that uh, 
possibility that comparison. He's got that same kind of arm talent. And Matthew Stafford is a great quarterback. I don't know how that could in any way be seen as a slight. Uh, so, people people kind of, they kind of shit on him a little bit. A little uh, well, bit. At, at this point, he's old and he, his arm was hurt all last year. So I think uh, we got to give him a, we got to give him a break. I Stafford was a little, a little different, I guess, coming in pre injuries. I thought Stafford would be a little more Rogers E and uh, Levis is a little more Josh Allen like. So I, I guess uh, they, they have similarities with the ball. Like I said, the throw you, you talk about guys who try and throw the ball through the defense. Those are probably our two best examples. So I see that, but otherwise I think as a player, he's got a more varied profile. Give me your guy that you saw, not of like your, I don't know, your can't miss number ones. Give me a guy that you saw that you were just like, hold on. I really probably need to go back and look at. Uh, The tight end, Kuntz, really impressed me. He had some like shocking times running like four or five at two. 50 something and then jumping 40 inches he uh has an athletic profile that really stood out to me and coming into the weekend he was viewed as primarily a blocker and the uh athletic profile surprised people further the guy i have earmarked the most though after this combine and i am begging the steelers to find a way to get him is jack campbell out of iowa that that middle linebacker oh my god that's the exact player the steelers have been needing for so long if we can get that guy in the second round i am absolutely begging to scoop him up yeah i need him uh the rams are are looking for younger talent i understand that we need interior offensive line for sure Mm -hmm. and i'm sure there's some guys there yeah but difference makers on defense that fall to the second round and you got the 36 overall pick and and we are still waiting on the jalen ramsey trade Mm -hmm. that will probably happen i would say fairly shortly Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'll be emergency potting that one. The Aaron Rodgers thing, I will emergency pod. Yeah, yeah, of course. Same with Lamar. Lamar, um, definitely. Will. Yeah, I think maybe maybe that we should have a, a, a tag deadline pod as well coming up here shortly. We'll have yeah, to see. Maybe. We'll have to think about it. Yeah. We'll have to really marinate on it. But I think the I think the football fans would like that. So we'll 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 workshop it, and you know, mm-hmm. if we say it here, it probably may or may not happen because we've been really inconsistent. But we're trying to get better at it. But yes, um, yes, sir. <laughs> but yeah, that sounds good. Um, overall, okay. What's your thoughts? On the draft at this point, like honestly, if it just 
I'm not telling you to heart's desires. I'm telling you, if you thought about it for a second, mm-hmm. it, this crap about Chicago being able to move down twice, are we, are, do we, are we even buying this? Is this a, do we buy this? I, I don't know. Me, I, I guess if their goal is to take a receiver, then moving down twice would make the most sense. But I think they should probably be targeting the offensive line above all else. So move down once may, is what I think would be best. Uh, this would be some draft day Kevin Costner type stuff, but they start pulling this out. Mm-hmm. I'm saying. No. All right. Um, are we – okay. Do you think – do you believe that four quarterbacks go in the top ten? Are you buying it? Top ten is difficult. It remi- this class reminds me a little bit more of that uh, Mahomes class where the quarterbacks tumbled a little bit. And so I might, I might say the top fifteen. Last year, everyone was uh or sorry not last year the year before everyone was convinced mac jones was going to creep up higher but the patriots were able to stick at 15 and select them so i think we're probably looking at the top 15 for the four quarterbacks i'm gonna make a prediction right now one of the quarterbacks will tumble and it will be a top 20 Situation. One of these quarterbacks will go in the teens. Who do you I'm talking think about late be? teens? <clears throat> Somebody's gonna scare on Richardson, or somebody's gonna scare on Young. Somebody is going to scare. One of them will fall. Yeah. One of them will fall. I I feel like if if someone falls like that, it might have to be Young. I think it'd be people being too just too scared. Especially after what we've seen from the other three at the combine, I, I, I guess I could see that, but I think it need to be injury related. The volatility of the tape on Richardson to me is 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 really, it's scary to me. Like if I was a GM, I understand what my scouts see. I definitely mm-hmm. understand it. Mm. If I'm a secure GM. Now, I personally wouldn't play it like this because I feel like I got to go get it, but then I got to put the right infrastructure around him. Like, mm-hmm. I'm already thinking, I'm already getting the the pieces around him if I'm drafting him. So, mm-hmm. really, what we should be looking at is we should be looking at the teams that have a really good backup and a team that makes a, a, a nice or has made a nice move as an offensive coordinator or, or a quarterback coach, and that's the team that's going to draft Anthony Richardson. Yeah. Yeah, I think we, we are probably going to see something like that, hopefully at least. There's always a chance that like a team can just make a wild decision. What, what if it's Detroit? Just sitting there, like I think they're a situation that could wait, and like, yeah, really, like, build. Could you imagine if they ended up with Jalen Carter and 
Anthony Richardson, Richardson six, and then somehow Jalen Carter just stumbles. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that would be wild. They they need some help on def- defense before anything else, so I think yes. they'll probably go in that direction. But if Anthony Richardson's staring them in the face, I think it'd be very tempting. Because I, it would I, give you the it would give you the um, the runway with Jerry mm-hmm. Gall just sitting there to say, "Hey, you don't have to play. We we have no reason." To play you. Yeah. But I'm thinking at this point, it might just be David Tepper who pulls the trigger to move on up and try and secure himself an Anthony Richardson type player. He mm-hmm. needs a, a star at quarterback in Carolina. Mm-hmm. And Anthony Richardson is the guy, I think, most likely to deliver on some version of star upside. I agree. I just like, yeah, it's something, honestly, it's kind of like the NBA. And I was talking about this earlier. I think that the that in, the NFL has become more like the NBA because we're going horizontal, oh. horizontally as well as vertically. And mm-hmm. it's easier to throw the quick bubble screen or slant or whatever to one of these fast wide receivers get the tight end in the offense out in front of him and we can go ahead and get 60 yards that way. Mm-hmm. Then cause vertical, a lot of, a lot of bad calamity happens. Yeah. Yeah. You that's a hundred percent true. I think for the beginning of the, uh, like 2010s era, a lot of people were going vertical more and more because the, increase of the pass interference flag added another way you could get those big chunk yardage but now that teams are realizing moving horizontally moves you much quicker we're seeing like it more and more versions of west coast offenses take over the league kind of the the shanahanization of football but here we are and I think what you see with uh, the the specimens at wide receiver, uh, by the way, we did uh, mention the reinstatement of Calvin, Calvin Ridley Shout to the Jaguars. To so more athletic specimens are back in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, I think being able to reimagine the offense – and allow these these absolute extreme athletes to show their agility and their speed and their way to break tackles and things of that nature, and also the least amount of potential collateral damage if you do throw it out horizontal. Yeah. And it is when you throw it deep mm-hmm. and, you know, your boy goes up in the air. He gets killed. It's picked off. Incomplete. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the best case scenario or second best case scenario or, you know, first down. Mm-hmm. But I just think it's just easier. It's just easier to do this. Yeah, definitely. Until the defense can figure it out, start blowing this up. <laughs> yeah. 
And that's what and that's what helps these athletes like Richardson succeed because when you're moving horizontally, the better athlete wins generally. So it 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 paints a pretty picture for him going forward in the league if he can end up in a good offense. And I think that Detroit offense would be a great fit for him as well. Panthers maybe a little less so. All right. We're going to cut this now soon. I want to get your final thought as of right now before we go ahead and and really kind of commit to the uh, pre-tag situation. What's your thoughts, landing spot, for real, on Lamar Jackson? Are you 100% bought into the Washington thing, or do you have a team Absolutely, that you believe that not only are they going to throw their hat in the ring, mm-hmm. they will absolutely prevail. I don't. I don't know if I'd go as far as them absolutely prevailing, but I think once this thing starts moving, Miami is going to come in with a vengeance, trying to make this trade happen. I. I think it's going to be hard to beat a Miami offer, especially if the Ravens have any interest in Tua, but I, it'll be possible for some of these teams, especially the commanders, depending on what their ownerships change will be. But I think, I think it's going to be Miami forcing the commanders to pay what will be an exorbitant price. I know we said it before, and I know you poo-pooed it because they didn't have the weapons, but I, I like the I like the irony, and I like the storyline. This is only for storyline. Mm-hmm. Houston gets them, right? Maybe yeah. they can d- defer the draft pick till next year. Like, listen, you have all the picks you want. We just need this one. We need mm-hmm. this draft pick. Yeah, well, they have the Browns pick at 12 as well. Okay. They could include. Could you they, imagine yeah. Lamar Jackson, that fan base, you know how much you love Houston. Yeah. You know how much you love Houston. Yeah, yeah. Houston would absolutely love Lamar. I would much rather Houston have Lamar than Baltimore. I can tell you that. Uh, I think they they definitely embrace him. I just I I don't know if Lamar would embrace it uh, the way you'd hope he would. Yeah, no. Th- like I said, this is personal. This is me getting into my bag of of pseudo Bill Simmons. Unfortunately, yeah, you have to. Delicious. Yeah, you have to. You have to uh, endure this. Unfortunately, I'm sorry. It's all old, okay. Old man making stupid. Stupid, uh, irrational trades. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, okay. I, yeah, do I, just, I Like I said, the storyline to me would be compelling. It would be really great theater for football. And see, that's where the NBA leads into this, where the NFL kind of goes, Ooh, we want to do this. Yeah. But then yeah. they kind of like passive aggressively low key do it on the side, which is mm-hmm. like, I don't know what you're talking about. We just made the schedule. It just showed up like this. Just <laughs> lean in. Lean in. 
lean in like the NBA does. Yeah. NBA, the NBA about petty. Oh my, the petty storylines in the NBA. They love to tell the story Thank of you. the game in a, whatever way they can. I think that would, it would be great if we could get more of an embrace of football on that stuff. But it seems like they, football spends a weird amount of time actively painting some of their players as villains, like from Brady to whoever back in the day, they tend to point the target at their own players more than they embrace the crazy things their players do. So I think we're still some time removed from that. That's probably going to have to be a vision of a new commissioner eventually. Okay. Can I, can I throw out my vision? Mm -hmm. You know how wrestling has like their like uh, access, like before the pay-per-view or I'm sorry, premium live event. You got to say it like it's a PLE now. That's what the kids are calling it. See, I sound young now, man. I sound young (laughs) right now. I think that's just what uh, WWE wants the kids to call it. So they, 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 it doesn't have the word pay in the title. Hey, I just, I love it. But I'm saying having like those all access and those little stories and stuff like that, like before the game, I know they do it on the NFL network a little bit. I'm not Mm -hmm. talking about like really lean into it. Lamar Jackson takes over where Deshaun Watson used to be. Yeah, they they're starting to do some of it. They had that uh, throughout the combine, the players only coverage on NFL plus. So stuff like that, I think is like leaning in that direction. I just, again, I think it's going to have to be the vision of the NFL's version of Adam Silver, who leans more into a player empowerment era. I want the NFL to turn it into uh what what is it? Uh Pretty Little Liars, whatever <laughs> whatever the little show is that the kids are watching. It's been it? a minute. White Lotus and Pretty Little Liars. White Lotus. Yeah. I want some I want some of that. We need some petty in the NFL. Yeah, I love it too. And uh I am going to give a big thank you to the Canadian bomber. To the Canadian shaman, to the Canadian Bill Simmons, and mm-hmm. for this particular podcast, in for real, the Canadian Mike Tomlin, because oh, so playing much. playing injured today is is not hyperbole. Uh, yeah. I know you say, well, don't take that much to sit behind two microphones and discuss stuff, but you know what, bro? I want to hear that. Yeah, I well, that. It, it's all good. It's all good. We, I'm just glad I. It took me a little while, but I was able to make it in and make an appearance for the fans, so I don't end up missing too many episodes going forward. And if you want to help, Nico, we have a uh, link tree on our socials, which is at Nico FRPC and at Front Runner PC. Um. Most it, MS is just uh it's a terrible thing. Um, you know, there's there's different ways to kind of relax your body, different ways to relax your anxieties, different ways to 
get yourself together. And, you know, I know what it takes this man behind the scenes to get to a podcast. And I can tell you it's not great. Than others for sure. But I think, I think uh, it'll be, it'll be okay altogether. I think the more, the more we go along, the more I get accustomed to it and move forward. So hopefully it doesn't, uh, doesn't take too many episodes from us in the future. We're quite the Motley crew. My mother um, getting being in the hospital for a week, basically, there was touch and go moments there. She was literally drowning. That's what was going on. Um, and then this MS, man, it's, there's a lot going on that we, listen, again, it is our pleasure to do this. We love this more than anything. We love sharing it with you guys, and we appreciate you guys. So, Hit us up on Twitter. Give us five stars on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Mm-hmm. Five stars. Send us recommendations. Oh, Nico. Oh, our two things. Yeah. This podcast will be called Alabama Hate. <laughs> okay. I'm here so, for you it. Know, <laughs> Send us. We I told them to send their uh, their thoughts on their players uh, in the college towns. I said Ohio State, Texas. I throw them all out there. Any yeah, any socials. Yeah, I would love to hear from our audience in any way we could about the players from their college towns. The takes they have uh, help us key into things we're missing about your guys. And just because I'm such an agent of chaos, I'm going to ask for this one thing. I am going to ask for the uh, Green Bay Packers to draft Dorian Thompson Robinson from UCLA. <laughs> oh, just man. because I love chaos. Yeah, well, it's it, it's a Jordan Love show now. They got to give him some wide receivers that they never gave Aaron Rodgers. But you want to do, you want to spam the position like Baltimore did? It's like you yeah. had Lamar and you had Huntley. So I want to spam the position. Have Jordan DTR. I have found my spot for my guy. Oh, man. And he will be a lot better than Brett Huntley. I guarantee you, Green Bay. You will love DTR because as a backup, that dude, if that dude got in the game as a backup, he would, they would clamor for that guy. Yeah. Because for yeah. a short stint, it would be great. For, but if it's a long stint, they'll, they'll learn to it feel is not the way great. you truly feel about him. I, I'm not, not sure great. I've heard you complain more about any player in any sport. It is not great. Yeah. I love him to death, but he absolutely killed me, man. Just, oh, he killed me. It was yeah. special when it was good. But I mean, it was the highest level of mage, major. Shout mm. out to our guys at Cheap Pete, Peter Rosenberg, and Dip. Um, <laughs> you can tell I've been in my podcast back, right? Um. Yeah. That's what happens when your mom goes into the hospital. You you go to deep dives of podcasts. So, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, there's gonna have to be a live pod on that because I am um I am I am pondering two things, Nico. I'm pondering I want her voice to be heard in what she sees whatever the back nine is or or last hole, wherever we are on the golf course mm-hmm. analogy pendulum. But I also have learned two things. This is a person who has never really known who she is, which is kind of sad. Um, and I don't know if she's ever really experienced, like, I really enjoy this. This is something I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. It's hers. So how do you give somebody who's somebody independence who's never really had it? It's very difficult. I, I, I'm not sure. That's that sounds like a teaser for the life bot. Yes, it is, and that's why I am a professional podcaster, and <laughs> I deserve to have sponsorships. So get at me. We need to build this podcast so we can get sponsorships, and uh, tell a friend, tell another friend, tell a family member, and then tell somebody that you hate. Yeah, because because. Nico clearly has a problem with Alabama. So at Nico <laughs> FRPC, you will be talking to him about that. Oh man. <laughs> Nick Saban, I still have a lot of respect for you. I still remember Saban's Oasis and the uh late night infomercial that I uh pitched as an idea of wayward mm-hmm. coaches that needed some uh rehabilitation. Yeah. So. We'll, we'll have to do that on TikTok at some point. Definitely. All right. So with that being said, this has been a long-ass podcast. I'm ready to, to go home. These people, this is going to be one part one, part two, maybe yeah. part three. I have no idea how long this stupid thing is at this point. <laughs> but we love you all, and that's why we do it. So, Nico, go feel better. Mm-hmm. And I will go tend to my mother and, and tend to her needs and see what she needs and and what have you, man. So uh, that's it. Anything else? You got anything um, to tell, tell the folks going home? No, I just uh, I, I'm excited to keep talking to you going forward. I think we've got some good episodes coming in the near future. Yes, sir. And we will be back on this feed. At least we know Friday, but there might look for something in the middle of the week. Yeah. Look for something. It might be a short one. might be about 40 minutes. We'll see. We'll see. We're out of here. Bye. <laughs>